This is Peak Earth. I'm Case Bradford. Thanks for tuning into this episode with Sir Barefoot. In this one, we discuss the value of sharing knowledge and creating online, how in the Netherlands, Sir Barefoot has access to raw milk machines. We discuss his morning routine, some ways he's engaging with technology in order to limit and mitigate potential addiction. His vision for a brighter future, the origins of his Sir Barefoot brand, and the value of being barefoot. I'm, I'm on three, day three, going on day four of my fast. I'm feeling a little spacey, but enjoying it nonetheless. It's been great. Looking forward to diving deeper into day four and five, and of course, breaking the fast and thoroughly enjoying the amazingly delicious food. We talk a little bit about fasting this one, I think, near, near the end, and various health, fitness, vitality tactics. Really enjoyed this conversation. Hope you do as well. Thanks for tuning in, and please enjoy this episode with Sir Barefoot. How's it going? Hi, uh, Case. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, doing fantastic. Absolutely. Looking forward to connect. We've been interacting through Twitter primarily, but the internet, I guess, as a whole. And we're into a lot of the same stuff. And you've got a deep wisdom and, and, a, and a great perspective on a lot of the things that I think are kind of going wrong with, with the world. And, and you've, you seem to be kind of figuring it out and sharing it along the way. And I guess we'd, I'd like to start with with where you are currently located, you know, roughly where you are in the world. I think that's that's a pretty interesting. Yeah, so I think you uh, summed it up perfectly. It's uh, basically me exploring these new different things. So maybe it's supplements or, or new health tricks and, and all, all of uh, that kind of stuff, diet. Um, just what kind of food do I want to put in my body? What feels right? Uh, movement and and yeah, exactly what you said. Like sharing it along the way. So because I, I'm learning a lot, and I know people can benefit from that as well. So I like to share it with with the world. Awesome, yeah, and it's it's interesting because there's, I guess, not too many. Probably not too many people doing doing what we're doing ultimately, right? It seems like maybe there are a lot. If you're in if you're in the certain niche of of kind of sharing and, and trying to compel people to engage in a more healthy lifestyle, it might seem like there's a lot of people doing it. But ultimately it's it's a fairly small scope of practice. Like there's not too many people who are <laughs> engaging in, in, you know, really healthy lifestyle choices or, or I guess you could say high vitality um, ways of living and then also sharing it to try and compel and engage with others, how did you, how did you sort of get started on that? What, what was the catalyst for you to, to, to do that? Yeah, good question. So first of all, I'll have to agree on indeed, like it is a fairly small group of people like this little space on Twitter that we have, let's just say health Twitter. Um, but I think it is growing though. So I'm looking forward to seeing more accounts popping up and just sharing their knowledge as well. So I, I like to see that. And for me, 
so it basically started with just looking for what I wanted in life. And then I realized like, okay, so I never really thought or was very conscious about my health. And fortunately enough, I didn't really have a catalyst in the form of disease or something like that. But it was just like, okay, why am I not optimizing my health? Like all of a sudden, like it just clicked that, well, optimizing your health should be very important to everybody here because like the body and the mind as well obviously should also be healthy because that's what we live with you know so why not make it in the best state possible and from there on out i just started to dive into this and fairly quick i think i realized that the things that i was learning i could already be sharing and hopefully helping people with that knowledge. So I just started sharing it right, basically right away. Nice. And where you're in the, the Netherlands, correct? correct? How many languages, how many languages do you speak? So I would say three because I did have French in school, but that I, I suck at French. So I would just say Dutch. <laughs> English and German. Nice. Okay. And where, what is it like in, in the Netherlands? Cause as, as an American, I sort of perceive that as a, as a place that has it more together. Like it just seems like America is kind of like crazy and, and uh, just a crazy circus of chaos. But like, it, it seems like up in the Netherlands, you guys have it much more sort of figured out up there, but I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. It, it's funny because, um, me being on Twitter, most of the time, the things that I see are also from America. So I see a lot of how it is up there. And I'm like, okay, some of this shit's crazy and, and wild and way, way more crazy than it is here. But like, yeah, obviously, I'm also critic of the situation right here. So I think it might be a bit better than in America, but there are still a lot of things that I, well, don't agree with. And so, yeah. When it comes to food specifically, is the like food good quality to most people kind of have a good sort of way of approaching their, their food style and, and their diet and their, their nutrition? Or is that sort of, uh, is there a lot of junk food in this situation, like, like in the States? Yeah. So I feel like that's probably something that is, uh quite different from america like people that want to get junk food still get junk food and i don't live in, in a city or something so i don't know how it's up up in the cities but i think that probably baseline food quality is a bit higher here because we do have a lot of farms and so they do get milk from there and i think a lot of the i think quite a lot of food is still like produced here and stuff like that. So I think that makes it pretty good. But yeah, there's still also a lot of trash. And I mean, supermarkets are basically the same, like fruity pebbles all over. And, you know, like, yeah. Is the is the milk raw or is it, um, it past? I wish, I wish, no, but that's the, that's the thing. Like 
over here it's not illegal so there are a lot of farms who just sell their milk raw and the one that's close to my house actually has this machine and they put the milk in there raw and you can just fill up your bottle with raw milk there so that's yeah it's, it's amazing stuff so i would say like also these kind of things like they do improve the overall food quality because the possibility to get raw milk is there and it's fairly easy yeah that's that's a big one just having easy access to to good quality food is that's really the ticket because if it's not convenient then it makes it a lot more far fewer people are going to be doing it if it's difficult to do and i think that's probably true for every everything really it's you know whether it's saving money to increase your wealth or um you know not be addicted to your phone that's a hard one because it's like always like with us it's like we've always got this machine that can just like instantly give us dopamine or just some sort of like alleviation of, of boredom and whatever whatever emotion we don't want to feel we can just like turn this screen on how's how's your relationship with technology do you do you struggle with using the the phone a lot on, on social media and, and stuff like that or do you have a grip on that I do have a grip on that right now, I would say. Uh, took me a long time of ups and downs, but now I feel like I'm at a very good point. Uh, so the last couple of weeks, uh, I really aim to not go over like two hours screen time per day. And I did that. So I think that's, that's great. And then most of the time is probably on Twitter which to me is like it's most of the time it's not scrolling mindlessly it's like trying to interact maybe uh read some tweets of the people that i follow and see if there is something interesting that i can learn or also just inspiration for stuff to share on my own platform so that and yeah apart from that like I don't really have social, so there's not much to do on my phone. And I have Grayscale on, and I highly recommend everybody to try this. Um, you can also use the the red color tints, especially in the evening. That's good for blue light. But like the Grayscale for me throughout the day is like a truly a game changer because you know, like for example, on WhatsApp you have like the red notification circle like now it's all gray so even though you see that there is a notification on whatsapp it's way less triggering because all these colors they are made to trigger you into clicking on whatsapp because you know it's green and then with the red notification thing and these contrasting colors they they trigger something in our brain and with the grayscale, you basically eliminate all of it. So it becomes way less attractive to be on your phone. And also in the evening with blue light, I feel like it's better that way. Yeah, that is a great, that's a great strategy or tactic to make the phone a little bit less alluring. Do you, do you keep it in grayscale just like all the time or do you ever turn the color on? I do turn the color on uh, sometimes when I'm most of the time it's when I'm on Twitter and I see a picture of something that I want to look at with the colors. Um, but also that is like 
a great way because I noticed that beforehand when I was on Twitter scrolling a bit and I saw a picture, most of the time I immediately stopped to check what it was. But now I scroll past most of the pictures because most of the pictures, they don't look very interesting in, in gray. So, uh, and you only stop when maybe the tweet has some text with it that you, that makes you interested or still with the grayscale on the picture invokes something in you to stop scrolling. So it is another extra layer to, to, yeah, to, to filter those triggers for your brain, I would say. Absolutely. It's almost, it's almost like if you were to struggle with alcohol addiction, for example, having, you know, lower alcohol, lower alcohol drinks. So you're just like not having as much of the, the drug-like substance or just like turning down the volume of this, this drug-like technology that is a really powerful tactic. And in that, in that same vein, do you have any other sort of daily habits or routines or principles that you do sort of on a regular basis or every day to kind of maintain your, your life going in the direction that you want it, you want it to go? Yeah. So another big thing, uh, especially if we keep talking about the phone is, uh, put it away one hour before bed, airplane mode on, but leave it in the living room. Then when I wake up, I will not touch my phone the first hour of the day. Um, and another thing is that my setup on my phone is like, as I just said, like there's not a lot on my phone, first of all, but especially on like the home screen, there are, I think six apps and some other, like Twitter isn't even on, on my home screen. So I have to go to like the library section and then I have to find it over there because otherwise I might click it more often. Uh, so it's only like the, the apps that I really need on a daily basis, I guess, uh, that are on my home screen. And I have just a black background, which doesn't really matter now. I use Grayscale, but just all those things, I feel, I feel they help me. And screen time also, just having limited time on apps that if, let's say, I would spend more than 30 minutes on WhatsApp, it would just shut off. Cool. That's Those are great. It's almost like a technological hygiene where a lot of people are familiar with, you know, brushing their teeth and washing their hands, just like, you know, taking a shower, basics, basic elements of hygiene where we've got like, it really is important to have this technological hygiene, especially the, you know, the morning and the night. I struggle with the morning ones sometimes, just like waking up. And part of it is just for my profession, kind of needing to be available to check my phone in case something happens. But part of that's also an excuse because then I'll also just like go on to social media sometimes and just like kind of first thing in the morning to see, you know, what's going on out there in the world. What what do you do in, in the first hour if you're not on your phone? What what are you what are you getting up to when you wake up? Good question. So when I wake up, I will just um, put my curtains up and make sure to get some sunlight. Then just the usual like hygiene stuff, bathroom things. And then most of the time I'll make breakfast. 
take supplements with them if I do. And just like make sure that I eat my breakfast very calmly. So like not while being on my phone, but just being there, only eating, uh, truly rest and digest. And after that, I might journal for a bit. I might read a bit, depends on what I feel like. And then after that, most of the time I, I leave for work. So, and then I pick my phone up, but I still don't check it because I have to walk to the bus, for example. And so, yeah. Nice. That sounds like a nice, relaxing, calm and powerful way to start the day where you're just kind of settling into your self settling into your day kind of nourishing your body mind and and getting in touch with some of your your goals visions and and some knowledge whether it's you know reading or or journaling those are are good ways and this is reminding me i was i was speaking made a podcast recently with melker savard he was he's in sweden and he was telling me about how the sunlight is you know that they've got a very interesting circadian seasonal rhythm up there which i had no idea about where the sun only shines like four hours a day in the winter <laughs> and it's like it's and then it shines until like 10 p.m in in the summer is it like that where you're at or is it is it more of a kind of lower continental sort of regular rhythm yeah it is pretty regular like we do have this thing here where they when summer comes like they put the clock back an hour so that the hours change and then it's uh, the light is there earlier and it it stays light longer so i do we do have like a huge difference in that way between like uh sun exposure in summer and in winter there's like a huge difference uh but Apart from that, I, I would say it's pretty normal. It's not that messed up as it is in, in, in Sweden and on the, in, in these other Scandinavian uh, countries. Nice. Yeah, it's so, I haven't been out of America, which is, I got to fix soon. So I haven't, I haven't traveled much, but I'd love to go visit Netherlands, Sweden. Like Scandinavia seems like a fascinating place to me. Have you, have you traveled a lot around, around Europe and around the world or um, mostly stay around, around home? I've been to multiple places in Europe yes the definitely and I'm also looking forward to go to Scandinavia because I haven't been there yet I mean I've been to Denmark but that was a while ago so yeah I'm 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 looking to go to Norway still this year so we'll see about that nice do you have do you have a favorite favorite place in in Europe you've been to um so i like italy a lot it's uh that's a great country i've been there multiple times so yeah i would i would probably say italy i think yeah that's probably the greatest i've been would you where'd you go in in italy what what was that like so I've been to, I think, all like sections, let's say. So a bit like up north in the middle and like lower parts of Italy. And 
So also to like cities as Milan, but also Rome and Venezia. So it's just beautiful. Like I, I always feel like the Netherlands is probably it's also because you, I grew up here because now that I'm getting a bit older, I'm starting to see it as well around here. But because you grew up here, everything here is normal, you see. And then when you go somewhere else and things are different, they're also almost all the time right away they are special so i feel like italy is different in that way because it has just this different architecture and yeah it was just a beautiful country and also we went into like a lot of the 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 grapes where they grew grapes and for the wine and stuff and yeah just beautiful and the food is good mm. <laughs> yeah the, i do hear that a lot about a lot about italy it's very beautiful and the food is is amazing and it is almost reminds me of, of california a little bit as you're describing it i guess because this is also a place where they there's like a very big difference between the north and the middle and the south and it's kind of coastal and they grow wine <laughs> wine there's like a wine country never never really thought about that before but yeah this was very different place when I moved out here from from the east coast and but Italy yeah probably even even more beautiful haven't, haven't been out there There's so much more history and uh the Mediterranean is an interesting interesting lifestyle they've, they've got something cool going on out there yeah and also like there well I was most of the time that I was there it was around summertime but still like there they have sun like all year round almost so that's also a big, big benefit. Uh, so what made you like move from the East to the West Coast? A lot of it was climate. It, I just was the, you know, kind of sick of the cold and, and the cloudy weather. It was, it's kind of like that most of the time on the, in New England where it's uh, sunshine is, is maybe less than, it's like a third of the, the time, I think sunshine, the sun is out and, a lot of times there's there's rain, snow, clouds, and and then another aspect was culture, where the West Coast just has a, a different vibe, I guess you would say, where it's a little bit more um, open and creative, and um, there's more much more diversity out here, which which is interesting. Like, I think that impacts the mind in in a in a different way, where there's more people, more culture, more activities, things that you know you wouldn't it's different. Like you're, you're not used to it. It's not normal. And it sparks the brain in, in different ways. And I think that also leads to creativity and, and kind of breaking out of, of ways of being, which was important for me at the time, because I, I didn't really enjoy the way that my life was, was going. And I had to try and find a different path, a different way of kind of living in the world. And then um, I guess you could say opportunity was, was the third reason. And there were just a lot more jobs out here doing a lot of different things um, as opposed to where I was. It was more of a small town where the opportunities were um, less frequent. So I flew flew out here uh, seven, it'll be eight years ago this summer. And uh, time's really time's really flew, flown by. It's uh, kind of crazy. That was I moved out here and I was like 20, 25. So I was like my quarter life crisis, right? I was like, I got to do something <laughs> different with my life. And now I'm... 33 and kind of starting to think about where I'm going to move next. I don't know if I want to stay here uh, long-term 
because it's it's expensive to to buy land and, and it's a little bit uh you know the chaos is a little bit much at times so I'm, I'm trying to think where would i move you know in a couple of years time and it's an open question i, I don't know the world has changed so much in the past few years where it's hard to kind of kind of hardly like get a feel for where things are going you know there's a lot of different potential futures ahead of us and and uh, some of them are very different from the others so it's yeah. hard to hard to tell where this thing's going yeah so we just have to put in like the work and and the energy to make it go towards a, a path that that's good for for us and for the people i believe that i believe that as well and you know, regardless of what the external world is doing, I think there, there's always going to be some pocket of, of potential possibility for, for us as individuals to be able to create the future that we want, unless things go like completely into some apocalyptic, you know, hellscape, which I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. I think, I think the odds of that are like really small, but um, yeah, we, we've definitely got to revamp a lot of, a lot of the systems that, that provide provide us with with food and with medicine and you know the, the school system pretty much every every system has could be improved in a big way and i think there's there's a lot of great interesting opportunities out there how, how do you how do you perceive your your role as as a creator or as a businessman and from a standpoint of like career and and um i guess your purpose on on this planet how do you see those sort of inner interacting good question so I really see that sharing content will just spark things in people like and because they might see it one time and then they might maybe even the first time they might think like this is crazy or something and just scroll past it but like also the repeating it will help and also for example because there are other people sharing well kind of the same things once people see like multiple people talking about something they might be like okay so maybe there is something to this and hopefully that will spark to investigate for themselves you know and and experiment with with some things uh for themselves and so i i i see how sharing information can truly change well the future let's say and also because i feel like people might be into some of the health stuff or or whatever things and they might not have people in real life who are interested in the same things and now you can just go on the internet and find people that are like-minded and it opens up so many doors and, and, and a brighter future, like vision for the future. When you realize that there are actually a lot of people who are also thinking about like, how do I not get distracted by my phone, for example, or I have a feeling that blue light is not very good for my eyesight. And, but now I, do I want to wear these red, um, glass blue light blocking glasses like i don't know seems kind of weird because nobody here is doing it and then you go on twitter and you see like a thousand people probably on twitter that have these glasses and 
I think that can really help for people to realize that it's it's okay to to investigate in those things and then in that way we can really help the movement grow basically absolutely and raise awareness just like the raising the awareness on it yeah it is, it is interesting it's an interesting act uh, service that one can provide where in a way you're like a teacher you know where you're kind of teaching people kind of what to do but then also sort of an artist because you've got to make it interesting intriguing and and sort of like attention catching and also sort of a salesman you know as like a businessman as well because you've got to like kind of compel people to actually do and be persuasive you're sort of mixing these these you know things and also maybe if you're making videos then you've got to be somewhat of an actor right you've got to be able to to like speak and orate and engage like with your face and your voice and there's like all these different elements of of hoping to convey this helpful information and i know your name uh maybe we should touch on the brand that you go by uh sir barefoot how did how did that come into to play how did that get in the mix yeah so it all um as we touched on earlier started out with me just going into the health rabbit hole to keep it very broad and then like uh, barefoot was just one of the first things that I don't know I, I just resonated with that because I always felt like wearing shoes was not really my thing or something like that and especially as a kid I, I remember like always I would put them I would like take them off right away when I'm at home I, I still do <laughs> but like back then it was like like a really freeing thing and now it, it wasn't more just a habit to always take them off I guess and so I just went down the barefoot rabbit hole and well then I realized about like me being uh, in a position where I was like okay I want to share this content as well and yeah then I had to come up with a name and I had no idea and then I was like okay so what's something about me that I already like kind of like do within this health thing that uh, that I can also like touch on right away uh, because I do have a bit of knowledge on it already and it was being barefoot so I was like okay this will have to be it nice yeah I, I've grown to love being barefoot as as well it's it's great I think as a kid probably we were all kind of more in touch with that natural instinct to be, to be barefoot, probably even to be naked, just running around, you know, just like yeah. completely, for, completely free. For sure. And I know you share a lot about the, the power of earthing as well, which is like some amazing uh, aspect of, of science that goes, that goes deep into the power of being barefoot, which I think we were unaware of for a long time. I made a podcast episode recently with Clint, Clint Ober. He goes deep into earthing and he popularized the concept um, from observing Native Americans and, and did a, a lot of science into it and is sharing the power of this concept known as earthing now, or it's like, we're so disconnected from it. We've got to name it this thing called earthing or grounding and then kind of like convince people to like to take their shoes off and, and get their bare feet on the earth to connect with the electromagnetic energy of our planet that comes from the clouds generating lightning, striking the earth kind of every few seconds somewhere on this somewhere on this place we've got we've got lightning striking and, and setting the 
uh, I guess, electrical current of, of the earth that we can tap into that we can connect with when we get our bare feet on the earth. And when did you discover all that and how did that sort of play a role in, in your life? Yeah, so that was something that when going down that barefoot rabbit hole, I came across that as well. And as you say, like it's a very interesting uh, topic and, and, and it's also something where like on uh, science has done a really great job of like being able to show us that because it, it sounds so esoteric to say like, oh, you know, the earth has energy and you can tap into it with your bare feet. Like, okay, <laughs> what? But like science has done a great job to, to prove that. And, and now, as you say, like, it's a very big thing. And it is a shame that we have to make it a big thing because it used to be our natural behavior. But still, um, I think that's just how it goes. And now we raise awareness on it and, and, and I think the movement is growing. Uh, recently, there was somebody on Twitter who made new grounding shoes. So seeing these new businesses emerge as well on, on our side of Twitter. And, and that's just in my eyes, like all of these things that I see is like, okay, this is all like supporting the movement and, and, and making the movement bigger and yeah, so I, I see a bright future in, in that way as well. Absolutely. These ideas are, are catching on. I know we've talked about a few so far, like uh, the awareness of blue light, wearing red light blockers and or wearing blue, blue red light glasses, which are blue light blockers. I get it's hard to keep this stuff uh, you know straight. And, and then also earthing. So getting bare feet on the earth, like a lot of these ideas were very fringe not too long ago. And now they are becoming much more, much more popular as, as they should be, because they're, they're actually pretty powerful. The awareness of light and how it affects our body, mind and the awareness of electromagnetic energy and, and how our bodies are electrical just as much as they're chemical, maybe not more. You can have vitamin C for your immune system. Sure. That's addressing your immunity from a chemical standpoint, but what about the electrical? Are, you know, are you limiting your exposure to, to EMF in, in some way by not sleeping with your phone in your bed like, like you're doing? That's going to limit your EMF exposure, which is going to be generating positive ions. And then how do we get balance that out with negative ions by earthing, by getting our, our bare feet onto this surface of the earth? How, how do you integrate earthing into your life? Are you making a point to go, you know, hang out outside barefoot or you walk around barefoot everywhere you go? Or like, how's, how's that work out? So, yeah, so that's also something, um, and I have been a little bit on and off because it was not always that amazing weather recently, but sometimes as we spoke earlier about my morning routine, I try to go out and, well, just maybe sip my Shilajit within, uh, outside bare feet on, on soil, you know? So I try to basically just incorporate it whenever I can and it is best fitting within my day. So, but I feel like mornings are optimal and if you can also evening is great because it also like really can like calm you down. It, it normalizes like the cortisol levels also helps with like circadian rhythm 
reset. So I feel like optimal day would be like, uh, well, obviously being as much barefoot as, as, as possible. But if you have to go to a job or something, like aim to get some grounding in the morning, maybe within your lunch break, if it's possible. And then, well, so if you have grounding shoes, there is a lot more possibility. Uh, so something like that. And then evening to also like calm you down and that would, that would be best. Yes. So there are footwear options available. If anyone wanted to go down that road, leather is a conductive material. It was, you know, the original substance material that, that footwear was made of for, for 14,000 years. That's when sort of moccasins started to be worn by our ancestors. And it wasn't until the 1960s that plastic began being used for, for footwear and that insulated us from the electromagnetic energy of the earth. No one knew it at the time. Now looking back, we're like, oh, look at these disease rates that have been rising since the 60s, obviously due to a whole portfolio of factors, but the disconnection from the electromagnetic energy of the earth is certainly a contributing factor to that. And there are ways to mitigate it. Isn't it, isn't it funny that like we can't, you kind of can't be barefoot in a civil society. Like people look at you weird if you're walking down the street without shoes on. It, it's, it's a strange, but like, it's not the same with your hands. Like you can, you can go, you can be barehanded, you know, without mittens, nobody bats an eye. <laughs> like the second you go barefoot somewhere, people start freaking out. Like it's very strange. Yeah, that is definitely a interesting uh, thing to observe because uh, I, I, I find it funny that you touch on the hands there because I read something once about, and I also wrote a thread about it back in the day, but uh, about training barefoot. And the point made was basically like, if you train with shoes on, it's like riding with gloves on. So and nobody does that like why would you put gloves on and then to grab a pen and now we all put shoes on while we can walk uh, perfectly fine on our bare feet but yeah it's interesting but also yes. that is just something that hopefully we all with being on this side of twitter and and just like raising that awareness as, as we just said maybe we can change that as well like it be being more normal to especially for example in maybe like a, a park you know where there's a lot of grass because like walking on like the, the real streets barefoot like that doesn't really have that much benefit because it's very hard and the stones yeah so that but like in parks and stuff like that it should be very normal to just walk in your bare feet in my opinion absolutely i agree when i go to the beach i always take my shoes off and most people do most people when they hit the beach they're walking barefoot in the beach sand there are some people who don't for whatever reason and i just want to shake them and, and yell at them like take your shoes off what are you doing <laughs> but it's like the same thing at the park when I, when I hit the park when i hit that soft grass i'm taking my shoes off as if i'm at the beach and it feels it feels just as good having nice grass and moss and you know some soft soil on your feet is a, an amazing tactile experience. And I'm, I'm, it's usually just me doing that. Maybe some kids who are like lucky to have parents that let them do that. Unfortunately, there's still a lot, like pretty much everyone wears their shoes at the park. And a lot of the kids 
are wearing shoes and even face masks, unfortunately, out here. They're just like completely insulated from sources of health, like uh, earthing and, and fresh air. And it's it's really quite sad. But, uh, you know, the best we can do is, is kind of, I think, being a, a leader in a way where you're able to do these things in reality so that people can see it. It's not, it, it's that whole other layer, like beyond the internet. And I've, I've tried going barefoot just like for my morning, morning walks around my neighborhood on the sidewalks. And it is, it is a little different where you've got to kind of watch out where you're walking. People definitely look at you as if you're maybe homeless. Cause like, you know, <laughs> they assume if you're not wearing shoes, that you're like homeless. And it's, it, yeah, it's, that's another tough one. And it's interesting mentally too, to do that. Cause it's like, you're very aware that you're, you're going to be, you know, a weirdo being, you know, shoeless on the street. And it's, it's, that's an interesting one to play with too, because there's like, there's some value in, in overcoming social anxieties, right? Where it's like, I feel uncomfortable doing this because I don't want to seem weird, whether it's being barefoot at the park on the street, or even maybe climbing a tree. Maybe you want to hang from a tree branch at your local neighborhood to sort of brachiate and, and benefit your entire spine. Like that could be a little bit weird. The first few times you do it, you don't want to be the guy hanging from a tree, but that's like, <laughs> it's, it's great to do. It's, it's a really powerful thing that you could do in, in not much time. So it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and indeed, like the mental aspect is, uh, is a big one there as well, because it's very interesting to, as you said, like notice that you, you, your, your mind and, and also like kind of body in that way, probably because of some kind of stress levels even is telling you like, why are you doing this? Like people will, but like, why is that even a thing? Like you can just not think about that or just shape your way of thinking about, okay, so other people are looking at me, but you just genuinely do not care about it. Like, and you can just really like shape your mindset in that way as well. And yeah, I truly believe that. And that's also, I, I really like that you, uh, that you brought that up here. Obviously, indeed, lead in, in real life as well, not only online. That's definitely even a more powerful thing. But also, um, yeah, just really doing this stuff uh, regardless will, uh, will just also raise awareness and, and indeed uh, help the cause, you know. Yes. Yeah. No, it's true. There's this, there's this concept called the morphogenetic field. Are, are you familiar with, with this idea? I haven't heard of it, but maybe if you explain like it, I do am familiar with it. I, I'm not sure. It's a little bit out there. It's sort of a fringe idea because there's not so much solid science around it, but it, it's sort of this concept where if I do something, it sends ripples through some dimension of reality where it becomes easier for someone else to do that thing. Like if I engage with earthing, that idea itself is out there in the world. And it's like, where do ideas come from ultimately? Like you at some point had the idea to start sharing online. Like where did that idea come from? You know, and all of a sudden it, it planted itself in your mind and, and it sprouted into a successful online platform, which you're building and changing other people's lives, right? That has this ripple effect where we, we've got one change leading to other changes kind of through the idea sphere, you know, the ideascape where the, and, and that concept is, is known as the morphogenetic field where you're able to influence things through taking action and, and through just uh, a different sort of realm that, that we're not quite getting a grip on. Sort of like earthing, like a long time people weren't aware that there was an electromagnetic energy of the earth that you could 
coordinate with that you could that you could access through being barefoot and now that you're aware of that it's like oh there's this whole new layer of life and and the morpho genetic field is something like that where it is this extra awareness of the way things could be operating and and i guess there's, there's a lot of out there you know crazy ideas like that but i'm i guess i'm curious if there's any thing sort of similar to that that you're playing with or interested in or that you've been sort of curious about recently in your life or how's how's that how's that land for you think that's a crazy idea not at all no 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 it's it's beautiful it's <laughs> i was just not familiar with the term because i truly believe in that and well they got a name for the electromagnetic field well that that's great and all but for me it's just like in a broad way i always see it like okay basically all of us are energetic beings and and it's all about energy and and i'm, I'm really exploring that realm as you can say so yeah and and this fits in there perfectly and i truly believe indeed that like uh, I think it also helps with like being your authentic self. And then in this way, for me, that also is like being interested in these health topics. And yeah, that will like radiate energy from me and that might indeed infect other people. I, I, I truly believe that. Yeah, that that just makes a lot of sense. It makes me think of this, this quote something something along the lines of the way reveals itself as you walk. Like as you walk, the way is revealed where you, you want to get to a certain place, whether it's in the realm of health or wealth or family life. And maybe you're hesitant to, to begin on the path because it's like, oh, I don't know the entire route. Like, it, it's not clear to me. You know, I only know the first few steps and then it's mysterious. Like, it's so like it, there's this there's this separation between, OK, why why bother to take the first few steps? Because I don't know what's going to happen after that. But there's this understanding of like, as you walk the path, the path will be revealed as you show God, the multiverse whatever as as you show the life that you're actually serious about this thing that, that you start to take steps toward it then the other steps will come as time goes by and that's like faith in a big way and i've noticed that to be true in my life with a lot of things that I've, I've set out to do where it's like you're only going to get the first few steps if you have enough enough courage to go take those steps then you'll begin to see the other parts will come into place and you'll be able to continue to walk the path if you are continuing to be courageous because there's certainly going to be points where you've got to climb and and maybe even leap you know to take that leap of faith and and it's a fascinating sort of journey to go on um this this journey of life where we've got all kinds of creative opportunities to to build family and, and impact our, our community and it's it's an amazing amazing ride from that perspective Yes, 100%. And I really feel like, as you said, like it's, it's, it's about having that faith. And as soon as you have that faith and, and you put in the work, like everything will always work out. And, and even if it won't, it still will, you know, because if you go on a path and, and you know only the first couple steps and after that, you might, well, feel if you could could say that like you will just learn but you can make like a, a mistake that that will show you like okay this was not the right step if i want to continue on this path so like in that way every step is always a step forward i would say and and, and especially if you have that fate in place and also just make sure that whenever you want to 
explore like a, a path in this way to just take that leap of faith and and always realize that you can always turn back you know like if you took the first couple steps and then the rest of the path will appear to you as you say and you see things that you just genuinely do not want turn around yeah it's simple <laughs> yeah yeah what what do you think do you think we're all born with a certain destiny do you believe in in fate in that way or, or do you think this is sort of an open open expanse where we're able to sort of create our own create everything from scratch it's very interesting because like i do not have like a complete answer for that right now i'm still like philosophizing about this but uh yeah like it's interesting because i right now i would i i feel like this kind of like duality between like okay i feel like there might be something like a destiny but i also really feel like you can create the things that you want in life but maybe it's one and the same you know so yeah it's yeah. it's deep stuff and i'm not sure but uh yeah i i truly do believe in the first place let's let make that let, let's get that straight that you can like create whatever you want but maybe like after all that was already written uh, so yeah, I guess we'll never know, but, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> just, and that's also, I think actually that might be a good reason to just have that leap of faith because you also cannot wait for this answer to just pop up and then like, Oh, I got a destiny. So now I know what to do or, or whatever. Just, um, realize that we have got this power to create whatever whatever is in our minds and whatever we can create in the mind we can also create in real life and you should definitely use your energy energy towards that and beautiful things will come from that i agree well said and, and it is it is very cool how we can go through life and we have these instincts to maybe go speak to a certain girl or connect with a, a man to you know potentially become a collaborator with or maybe you have some sort of creative impulse to write a book or to make a video and and these these instincts they don't last forever they're very fleeting where it's like you have this flash of an opportunity and having the courage to engage with that really does in a lot of ways separate like a good life from a bad life where we you know it's it's really important to sort of let yourself be the kind of person who takes action and, and takes the leap of faith and engages in life in a way where you're grabbing the bull by the horns and kind of steering this thing, just engaging with it, not, not just letting it sort of pass you by or unfolding in a way that, that kind of falls flat, but like really, you know, taking the risks and ta taking the leap. Yeah. And, and as you say there, I, I truly believe that one of the biggest things about life in, the, in that way is, is, just taking control over your own life and indeed like not let it pass you by. And, and of course with taking control, uh, we are talking about the things that you actually can control. Um, but yeah, like taking control over those things can do wonderful things. And also, which is very interesting to me is, um, as we're talking about this is like, I see this as well, like 
you know, all these, these people around us that indeed maybe can help you, but you have no idea in what kind of way. And, and you might get this like thing of, about going up to a girl and talking to her. And, and I truly feel like phones, uh, for example, but also just EMF in regular, um, but there's no proof for this as far as I'm concerned. But I truly feel like those things are also like disconnecting us from that type of energy. And I think that is also why a lot of people are, well, struggling with their purpose and just struggling within their life. And obviously there's like a lot of other things in that container of all the modern day problems as well. But I truly feel like uh, that all those technology things and, and other unhealthy things, also just like processed food and stuff, like even that I see it as like something energetic that we put in our body and we are energetic beings, so we get energy from that. If you eat like processed food, that's not even like real food, really, like compared to especially what our ancestors were eating. And I truly feel, and also because I noticed this in myself, like, since like eating properly and whole foods and all that like my energy has truly shifted and i also feel like i'm a well almost different being within the energetic being so i truly feel that all those things if we can change the behavior in that as well as we're trying to do here on on things as 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 the twitter and also this podcast uh, i hope that we can get more of that energy openness within people so that they can access that creative energy and everybody can see that they can build whatever they want. And like the, the world would be probably a very great place if a lot of people took that action from the energy that they are, that that's sent toward the, them uh, because I feel like right now, most of them don't even really receive the energy signs clearly because they're, for example, on their phone all day. Like, how do you, how do you know to talk to a girl on a train if you don't even notice her because you're on your phone all day? Powerful. And I, I, I think that's, that's so true and, and deep. And in a way we've gone full circle here where we've, we've, gone through a few ways to sort of reconnect with a powerful state of being with, with a higher energy with earthing and getting a grip on phone use and, and technology addiction and eating whole foods and aligning with, with your purpose and, and having the courage to take action to create the life that you want to live and, and combining all of these together is a really powerful sort of way to, to engage with life and I've really appreciated you sharing a lot of these strategies with, with me and with everyone listening, I think it, it's going to pay, pay off in a big way as, as we go on in life. I'm excited to continue following your journey and, and learning from you. And it's been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Is, is there any final sort of message or statement you'd like to share with, with everybody listening? First of all, uh, thanks for having me once again. Uh, it was a great pleasure. I really enjoyed the, the conversation that we had. And, and I also just wanted to mention real quick that as we were talking about all of these things and, and the energy and how we can raise awareness on stuff, um, 
I also want to let you know that, especially like for me, the multi-day fasting was something that you put me on and, and it was something that I really enjoyed and I will be incorporating in my life from now on. So I just want to let you know that you probably already noticed, but you cannot hear this enough as a content creator. So I just wanted to t let you know that your content is having an impact and keep on sharing your knowledge and acquiring new knowledge and sharing that as well. And I'm looking forward to following you on that journey uh, as well. Thank you. You're welcome. So you're barefoot. That was a, a pleasure and uh, hope to do it again sometime. Hope you have a great evening over there in, in the Netherlands and I'll, I'm just getting my day started over here. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see each other on the internet and, and, and that was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you.